Hello, and welcome to the Casual Author Podcast. I'm Dan, host and independent author of sci-fi and fantasy books, father of five, full-time worker, homesteader, and a man of many other responsibilities. I'm here to talk to you about what it's like to be an author, how we can prioritize and be productive, and how we can be encouraged to know that despite our busyness, we can still make the best of our authoring. To learn more about me, my books, or access the podcast show notes, head to dankenner.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hey, it's Dan Kenner, host of The Casual Author. Today is Monday, January 9th, 2023. I believe I said 2022 in my last episode, so whoops. Um, 2023, and this is episode 59 of the podcast. Today we're talking to Troy Lambert about Plotter, which is a system for helping authors keep track of their plot, characters, locations, and all the really important details, and it's potentially in the cloud. So it's a really interesting conversation, particularly for me because I am not a plotter. So Troy and I have some great discussions about what this system could mean for pantsers because I am, as you know, a very heavy pantser. So you want to stick around for that conversation. It's a really cool system and I've played around with it for some time. Um, I haven't purchased it yet, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think I need to play around with it a little bit more. Still in the trial period, but yeah, I think you'll enjoy the conversation with Troy and myself. So before we uh, continue on to the interview, updates from us. Um, it is week two of having a newborn in the house, and we are not getting any sleep, in case you're curious, which is fine. I mean, this is <laughs> this is the sixth time we've done this, so nothing overly surprising. We wake up a few times a night. It's not a huge deal other than I now fall asleep at random times during the day, which makes me feel like an old person. I mean, I, I'm, I'm older. I'm, I'm in my early 30s, but um, yeah, I never usually fall asleep <laughs> during the day. Still, it's great. We're having a blast. She is doing well so far. We're just crossing our fingers and hoping that no sickness makes its way into the home because RSV is going around and, you know, there's a lot of other things. So crossing our fingers and praying that, that there's no sickness. Other than that, so that's kind of like a life update, homestead update. Um, there isn't really much to update other than one of our chickens started laying eggs. <laughs> it's a little bit funny. I feel like our last flock that we had, um, we had fairly good egg layers during the winter. You know, we would get two to three, maybe four eggs a day during the winter. It's not uncommon for, for chickens to lay fewer eggs during the winter because they're not getting as much sun. The days are shorter, particularly in Idaho. But we are just getting maybe one a day. Um, recently, another chicken started laying, so now we're getting two, which is great. <laughs> but And it's not even two every day. It's, it's one or two every um, two to three days. It's really spotty. But hey, another chicken started laying, so we're not going to complain. Uh, other than that, we are looking forward to separating our buck from the um, the rest of the, almost said flock, the rest of the herd. Um, so as you know, we put the the buck in with the does to breed them at the early in early December. And he's just been hanging out in there since then. They all appear to have been bred. We haven't seen any signs of them being in their cycle, you know, being in heat is what it's called. So we can take him out. Now, so this is good because if you know anything about bucks, they are smelly, really, <laughs> really smelly. And whenever I have to go in there today, I had to go in there and change out their pens and 
you know, add some bedding and some sweet PDZ to kind of help help with the ammonia smell. Um, we'll do a full clean out at the end of winter, but right now it's just kind of like keeping it as fresh as possible. He just comes up and wants to be on top of me. He's He's very friendly and like, look, I, I don't want to be friendly with you, sir, because you smell. If he touches any part of you or your clothing with his nose, that will smell for eternity. And I'm not exaggerating. I have a sweater that I found. Um, I don't wear sweaters, obviously, right now because it's too cold. But I found one in, in the closet. And I was like, oh, I'm a little chilly. I'll put this on. Put it on. No, it smelled like buck. And I, I had worn it. I had washed it and put it in the closet. And it had been since last year, since he nuzzled against me wearing that jacket. So. needless to say stay away from the buck but that means he also gets over the does and they kind of have that smell on them fortunately once we get him out it'll only take a couple weeks and then his smell will go away but looking forward to that time (laughs) getting him out of there putting him in his own pen with his buddy merrick um we have a goat named merrick he's the weather who goes and hangs out with the buck so yeah that's coming up looking forward to that I believe that's it for the homestead updates. A little bit brief. Um, I never know how much you want to know. I've got all sorts of information about goats and chickens, but I assume that you aren't that interested <laughs> in it. So I give the updates anyway. But in terms of author news, so it's, it is a new year and I'm trying some new things. So um, I actually got a remarkable notebook. It's like a tablet, it's digital paper. Um, which is intended to help you think and brainstorm and just take notes without distraction from, um, you know, Wi-Fi and any notifications on your phone or computer. And I didn't think I'd use it. I got it mainly because my work reimbursed me for it. They, they pretty much paid for this thing. But I'm finding that it's amazing. So I'm not a plotter. And I still, this is not going to make me a plotter. <laughs> unless you think that. No, the tablet is mainly just to help me ideate and, and imagine and think. And it does just that. So I was able to go in using this remarkable and, and come up with pretty clear goals for my author business for 2023. And, you know, play around with some symbols that I'm planning on putting in my current work in progress. And, you know, I find that it is easier to imagine to get things out when I'm just doodling on this digital paper. Now, some of you may say, well, just use notebooks. Okay, one, my ADHD brain could not handle paper. It never does. I write things on paper or notebooks, and then I promptly lose them, or I forget where I wrote them, or I forget that they even existed. So I love digital. I always have loved digital. The problem with just digital typing is that it's kind of hard to imagine, um, you know, when you're just trying to brainstorm in a Google Sheet or on a Google Doc. It's just not as satisfying as writing, doodling with a pen or, or pencil. So I love it so far. I hope that I continue to love it, but so far it has proven instrumental in, you know, getting me to imagine and think and prepare for for 2023, which is exciting to me. I'm loving it. As far as the work in progress goes, it's still plugging along. I write uh, about 1,200, 1,500 words a day relatively consistently, so I'm making progress on that. I'm not anywhere close to completing it quite yet, and I do intend on writing all of the books in the series before I edit them and do anything with them, so you won't be seeing those for some time. But I have, I mentioned a couple weeks ago and last week, about the Tyrant Tales in Kindle Vela. So these are kind of bedtime-type stories in the fantasy genre for kids. And the fun thing about that is everyone says, make sure you have a good cover for your Kindle Vela. Well, you know, um, I'm not great at imagining um, things and commissioning an artist, but I am dabbling in AI art, which I know it's fairly controversial. There's a lot of people that don't love that. 
I understand why they, they don't like that because people are afraid it's, it's taking away the business from them and whatnot. I don't anticipate using it for all of my art needs. I do like to commission art. It's just not the same. However, for, for my Kindle Vela series, I figured it was relatively low risk to play around with AI. So I did. I generated um, an AI picture of of a fairy or i guess she's an elf her name is amethyst in a forest which shows that the tyran tales take place in this kind of foresty land called tyran um and it turned out amazing i i love it if you want to see what it looks like just go to amazon search for tyran tales that's t-i-r-r-a-n tales or of course you can um, go to my site there'll be links there but yeah, take a look at that art. It was generated via AI. And you know, it's, it's interesting to play around with that. I do play around with it quite a bit. I haven't used anything for like selling or books or, or, or whatnot, but I do like to generate it. It helps spur my imagination. And it's really interesting, right, to play around and to learn the prompting. Being able to prompt an AI system is it, it takes some skill. It's you tell it something and it takes it pretty literally sometimes and comes up with something horrible. So um really enjoying that so far. I haven't played with Chat GPT that much other than I've dabbled with it to reformat the awakened transcription or excuse me, the awakened blurb um and ad copy on Amazon, but haven't changed anything with it. Just kind of dabbled in chat GPT, but I know there's a lot of authors who are enjoying that being accessible to them. So if you're curious about the AI system I use to generate that, I can put links in the show notes. It was actually, it's a mobile application that I use, um, which is which is kind of interesting. And then as far as ChatGPT, I can also put a link in the show notes to that if you want to play around with it. I believe that is all of the updates for today. So we can go ahead and shift over to the interview portion of the podcast. Troy Lambert is the education lead over at Plotter and is also the author of many mystery, murder mystery books himself. Hey, Troy, how are you today? Fantastic. How about you? Doing very, very well. I am intrigued, to say the least, to talk about you, um, you know, how your relation to the publishing industry and writing, as well as Plotter, which will probably be the main focus of our conversation today. Um, we'll get into why I am intrigued in just a minute. Before we dive into that, um, how long have you been writing and involved with Plotter? Uh, so I've been writing full time since 2009. Okay. Um, I wanted to I wanted to be a writer when I was very young. And I just tell people, um, you know, a few decades of career nets and name tags and figuring out that pretty much other than this, I was unemployable. Um, and I figured I better make a go of this and make it work. Um, and so I figured out a way to do that. There, there were a couple of things that happened at the beginning of my career that were very beneficial, a couple that were not so beneficial, but, you know, I learned from those things and kept moving forward. Um, but Plotter is an interesting story because what happened 2017, the guy who developed Plotter for his own writing, he's a software developer by day. So he developed Plotter to help him with his own writing. And people kept saying, you should show that to people. That's a really cool idea. He said, okay. So he showed up at a writer's conference in Utah where he lived at the time. Um, my friend came out of the dealer's room, said, check out the software. You have to buy it. I walked in and saw about a two minute, three minute demo and went, I got to buy that. And so I bought it. Um, and then my friend, who's also a software tester, who was there with me is also a software tester. He sent them eight bugs by the next morning that he found in the software. Wow. And then, um, and so we started conversing with Cameron, who's the founder, and he would ask me things like, what do you want as a writer? What things would make Plotter really awesome? 
And I said, well, now that you're asking, I have a list. And so <laughs> I just kind of dumped a whole bunch of things on him like, hey, I'd love to see this happen, love to see that happen. Um, and he developed a lot of those things. So a lot of the features of Plotter are what we have now. But in 2020, Plotter kind of did a relaunch. And that's when everybody kind of started hearing about Plotter. I was one of like the first 100 people in the country to use it. And um, Ryan Z, who came in as our marketing director and a co-founder, said, hey, you do a lot for Plotter. Would you like to do more for us and get paid for it? I said, sure. Wait, I have to show up and talk to writers about plotting. All right, I guess I will. And so um, essentially, I just jumped right in. And I've been doing it ever since. And it morphed into way more and way, you know, way different of a thing than I thought it was going to be. So it's been amazing. How cool. And, and what a really interesting way to you know, involve work type things with your writer business. I mean, there's a lot of people like myself have a work or a job that is completely unrelated to writing. I do operational, technical operational work for a tech companies, completely unrelated, but it's great. You know, it's kind of a segue from your writing into a job that not only aids you in writing, but will help you have a better network for your business as an author. How cool. I think that's amazing. So I, in, in, you're the uh, training director or, or some odd at Plotter. Is that what you um, do? The title is education lead. And what it really ah, means is, so I tell people two things. First, what it means is I write words, not code. So if you want to know uh -huh. how the app works, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I just say, <laughs> hey, guys, I would like you to make this feature. And they sometimes groan and complain and make that resting programmer face. Um, yep. And then they go and, and do it. And I don't care that it is hard for them to do because I just want it to work. Right. Um, so and I love those guys. I mean, I love all the developers, but I'm not one of them. I'm the guy that teaches you how to use Plotter. So I, because I'm a plot structure nerd, I mean, a big plot structure nerd, I um, I love all kinds of plot structures. And if new plot structure comes out, somebody comes out with a new idea, I look at it. I, I look at it, I have plot structures that I've come up with myself. I have the Sluice Journey, which is one of the starter uh, plot templates in Plotter that I created. It's an adaptation of the hero's journey for mysteries. That's all that it is. Um, nothing special, nothing spectacular, but that's what it is. Right. Um, and so that has been, um, that's what I do. So I go out and teach people how to use Plotter. I do webinars, I do podcasts, I do workshops, all kinds of stuff like that. P teach people how they can integrate this into their writing process. Um, because I fully integrated Plotter into my writing process from start to finish. I use it all along the way. I mean, that's, that's great. So you not only just know how to use it, but you you know how it applies because you've used it in your writing. So what is Plotter? I mean, we've talked, we've mentioned the name. I think people listening probably can assume what it is, but I want to hear from you. What What is Plotter and why is it important for writers? Well, so I kind of have my own names for it. And I, what okay. I call it is more like a story management software. Sure. Um, because people sometimes are like, well, Plotter, but I'm not a plotter. I'm a discovery writer or a pantser or whatever, right? Um, doesn't matter. You're still going to manage your story details and manage your planning somehow. Um, usually what that means is you plan in the second draft instead of the first draft, right? Which, who cares? I don't care what draft you plan in. You're still planning. You're still plotting, right? Um, but in, but um, so it's there's the plotting and the outlining aspect of it, which is visual. It's kind of like think of a digital corkboard, but with a lot more power than that. Mm -hmm. The ability to filter by tags, filter by characters, filter by books. There's all kinds of things that you can do um, with those with those particular things, right? 
So um, a super powerful cork board. You can move things around much more easily than you can. I mean, I used to use a real cork board with like, and a whiteboard with like string and markers and just this nightmarish spider web of things in my office. Um, it was horrible, to be honest. It was absolutely terrible. But anyway, <laughs> um, but and this that's one of the reasons I gravitated towards plotter is because writers do tend to be very visual. They want a visual way to represent their stories. Yeah. Right. But if you do it with a whiteboard or corkboard, it just gets really awkward. You can do it in a notebook, but then you can't really move things around anyway. So think of it that way. But the other aspect of it that's really important is your series Bible. And it was one of the first features that I asked for. And this is so you can track your characters, not only throughout your books, but through your series, because I put it to people this way. Okay. So like I let's say you wonder what color were Susie's eyes in chapter two. Well, if I then I go back and I read chapter two, and I'm like, oh, Susie's eyes were blue, right? But then I go, well, that sentence is awkward. I should probably edit that sentence now. And oh, look, there's a detail I left out of this book. I should probably research that detail. How about I go to the internet? Now I'm on Google, Reddit, Quora, and I'm down this rabbit hole, and now I know everything in the world about this tiny little detail. Um, that was in my chapter two that I didn't need to research right now when I'm in the drafting period, right? Um, and then I come back and I go, oh yeah, what color were Susie's eyes again? And I <laughs> start off reading chapter, you know. So instead you have those character details, the setting details and all that stuff in one place where it's easy for me. And part of my process is I, have, I write in Scrivener. So I have Scrivener on one screen, plotter open on the other. And in the plotter file, I just have it open to my characters and places. And then I turn my head, look at the information I need, and then turn back. And I don't leave that writing environment and go down that rabbit hole um, that takes me clear into the universe that mm-hmm. I don't need to go in. So so fun. So I'm, I'm laughing because all of this sounds amazing. I'd love to, to double click on a majority of what you've discussed, and we will in just a minute. I'm laughing because I am that pantser. <laughs> that you that you are describing when i say pants i mean i write nothing down um there is no bible for any of my books there is no documentation of pretty much anything do i recommend that absolutely not however i i have not done that um it just kind of comes out and generally i remember the details that i need i've not had any problems with that so i'd love to you know paying the devil's advocate here because I recognize the system like this is necessary for all writers, regardless of pantsing and plotting. But I'd love to hear your take on where does it really fit in for pantsers? I mean, you you dabbled in it a little bit with the Bible and the characters and the and the locations and everything. But how can that be applied to a pantser's view of their writing experience? Well, one thing is, so this is where I tell people, because I've integrated Plotter into every part of my writing process. I use it for planning, but I'll tell you a secret. And I use it during the writing process, exactly like I talked about, to reference characters and places and stuff, right? But I'll let you in on a little secret. Just because I plan to write it doesn't mean that's what I actually write. I know that comes as a total shock, because all people that outline their books follow their outlines exactly. And I'm obviously the exception to the rule. Yeah, obviously. True. (laughs) Right. Not completely. It's completely a lie. Right. So you seldom write exactly what you have planned. Right. So then I use Plotter again in the revision process. And this is where it comes in for for pantsers, because I have someone like in my critique group I was talking to last night. She's written three novels. Right. Didn't outline any of them, wrote them years ago. And now she has these massive blocks of text, essentially. Right. She's got these massive novels that she's written that she wants to turn into something. 
And I say, well, you've got them written. And she's struggling with parts of the story. I'm like, you got them written. Make a summary of each scene and put it in a plot card on, in a scene card on Plotter, right? And then figure out what order those events go in. You may not have written them in the right order. Some of them may not belong at all. But how do you figure that out before you go through and rewrite the whole thing again, still with no roadmap in mind? Instead, you go through the revision process, you block things out, and you go, okay, how did I do? It's kind of like checking your work. Like, I told myself this story in 110,000 words, but it's a thriller, and it needs to be 60,000. So where do I cut? Well, let me check my work. Let me see how I did with a plot. And you can either line that up next to an established plot structure, like, you know, uh, the hero's journey or something like that, and see, do I have an inciting incident? Is there a midpoint to my book? Does this thing actually work? Is this actually a story or is this just my, you know, writer vomit? Because I had plenty of those in college and thank goodness they, last time I saw them, they were word perfect five on a three and a half inch drive, mm. right? <laughs> um, never to, never to be recovered again. I don't think you can even convert that anymore. I don't know. I don't even not. know. I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to find out. I'm not even going to find out. Those things deserve to stay back where they are. Um, but, you know, as you learn with writing, you learn more that story structure is important, right? Regardless of how you write, when you come down to the end of it, you need a story that has a certain type of structure, certain types of structure based on genre and other things, right? That um, in order to make them commercially viable stories, right? Which is what things like Save the Cat and other story structures are all about, is about going back and looking at those things and going, why does this story work so well? Well, here's why. It's a three-act structure. It has these things happening at this time in the story. So that's how a, a discovery writer can use plotter and story structure in general to go back and check your work. But, I mean, there are some people that don't ever do that either. They just use the series Bible. They go back and revise it, and they've developed such an innate sense of story that they can do that without a map and without an outline. Um, however, it usually takes them more drafts than it takes someone who plans a little bit. And what I will tell you, I mean, it, it, I always tell people, too, the elephant in the room that we don't talk about in publishing now is, and it's always kind of been this way, is publishing is all about what have you done for me lately. Now, that used to be, what have you published in the last three years, right, when you were with traditional publishers and all that kind of thing. Um, in the indie publishing market, it's what have you done in the last quarter. So we're talking about a lot faster production in order to actually make a living writing. Like, that has mm -hmm. changed since I started making a living writing to now. That has changed exponentially. But it is super, super important. So when we say, hey, you need to write faster, if you're a discovery writer who's writing six drafts of your novel, how are you going to write faster? And you have to decide that for yourself. How am I going to improve efficiency? So part of what Plotter is about is adding a layer of efficiency into your entire writing process. For me, that's a business process. I tell people clearly I like to eat. My wife likes nice things. We have to make money, right? So I have, mm -hmm. to, I have to figure that part of it out. So. Yeah, all, I mean, all of this makes absolute sense. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, my my case is a very a little bit odd. Um, I've published five books now. Um, Discovery written all of them, and I've done them in I think two drafts with each of the books. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of an odd. I'm an enigma. Let's just say that. Um, a lot of people read my books and they can't believe I didn't plan any of it, but I didn't. I, I'm convinced that my brain just somehow slotted all into place. But um. It, the, the series Bible and kind of the documentation of that is really what interests me. And I've said that before, because even as pantsers, 
even plotters, everybody, you just need these details somewhere in a, in a clear mm-hmm. and organized way. Now I downloaded plotter a few days ago. I've been playing around with it. Um, and it's not even overwhelming. It's relatively intuitive, which I think is amazing for a system mm-hmm. like this, because with with systems like plotting or planning or, or outlining, or there's a, little, there's a lot of these writer resource systems are not always intuitive. Scrivener, for one, isn't super <laughs> intuitive. <laughs> you know, I use Scrivener as well. And it's not super intuitive. So when I see something like Plotter, you can do some of the things in Scrivener that that's in Plotter. It's just not as easy. It's uglier. No, it's it's just like a lot of extra steps. But Plotter is really beautifully outlined and very easy to use, which is I think all writers need. Their stories are already complex yeah. enough. They don't they don't need to learn a system <laughs> to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, listen, like. When I first got Scrivener, okay, I tried to outline in Scrivener, but mm-hmm. it, the learning curve is very high, number one. And now I use Scrivener, but I use it for a very specific reason. I'll, I'm going to let the secret in the bag, right? Is So I do a lot of technical writing, blogging, you know, stuff like that, right? And I do that in Word, and I do editing in Word. I only write fiction in Scrivener. Mm. And the reason is it's a mental trick. I open Scrivener on my computer. My brain goes, oh, we're writing fiction. Mm-hmm. If I do anything else in Scrivener, it spoils that, right? So I used to use Scrivener for a lot of things that I no longer use Scrivener for. And there are other programs out there, Atticus being one of them, that I'm very interested in because if it develops to what they're aiming to develop it at, it could easily be a replacement for Scrivener for me, right? So it's very possible. I I am a Scrivener user. I've used Scrivener for years, but I have a really difficult time going to a brand new writer and saying, yeah, download Scrivener. It's going to be great for you. I used to teach classes about Scrivener and I would teach one called Speed Scrivener. And what I meant was these are the bare minimum of features you should know how to use to make Scrivener work for you right now. Like other than that, those all those complicated things that are in Scrivener, just leave them for now. Just get in there. And if you just want to write with it, this is what you need to do because it can be overwhelming from the time you open it. You're like, what is all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Plotter is where it's more intuitive, where if you just start typing stuff and moving stuff around, you're going to kind of figure some things out kind of on an autopilot. It's really intuitive, relatively easy to use. There are advanced features. Um, I just tell people just because an advanced feature is there doesn't mean you have to use it if you don't mm-hmm. need it. Absolutely. So I yeah. I understand everything you're saying. I have Atticus too, coincidentally. So um, <laughs> I I have tried all sorts of things, and I, I I'm staying in Scrivener for now. There's a history there with Atticus. We don't need to get into it, but I still have Atticus. And generally what I find myself using Atticus for is more of the short story, kind of Kindle Vela serialized story type things in Atticus. And then my long form novels in Scrivener. Once again, there's a history there, but I can totally understand that using different systems for kind of a different mental shift as an author. And that's I I think that that's what plotter can become, perhaps for some people. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you are plotting in um, Google Sheets or on a Google Doc or possibly on a tablet, you know, Microsoft Word document or something, um, having it all in one place and organize in a novel-like manner, which is what Plotter does, right? It's it's intentionally formatted to be novel-like. 
then it'll save you steps for one for, in searching, but two, it'll aid you long term. I mean, Microsoft documents can only help you so long. At some point, you just don't even want to open that Bible anymore because it's overwhelming. Uh, hopefully, yeah. is not too overwhelming, even with copious amounts of information in it because of the organization. Well, yeah, I tell people, so I've got a book series I started writing with another author, and he had to drop out because of family health. So I'm looking for replacement authors if you're a mystery author interested. Anyway, um, but it's <laughs> called the Capital City Murder Series, right? And even writers can do the math for that. There's 50 states and 50 capital cities. So you can figure out how many of these there's going to be. Um, right now, I have 20. I have 15 of them done. I'm almost done with number 16. And I am. I have 20 five of them plotted in a single plotter file wow. with all of the characters, all of the methods of murder. And you can imagine all of the different settings and locations because each one of course has a state Capitol building, which is the central part of the story. Each one has a mystery, which happens different places. There's suspects, there's killers, there's secondary characters in 23 different things in the same plotter file. It is not overwhelming. Um, because I obviously because I have an organizational system for one thing, which is which is very helpful to speed up that process. Um, but also just because intuitively plotter is designed to house your series stuff in. So I can go and look at every character in the series and realize in book one I have a Mary, and in book 13, I have another Mary. Maybe I shouldn't use Mary again, mm -hmm. you know, as a name. You know what I mean? Different different things like that. So when you talk about you know, five books and a series. Well, that's one thing. When you start getting up to 20, 30, like I published over 30 novels, right? Um, apart from this series. Anyway, that's that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> lots of books, right? And so some of them that I published years ago, like I remember the main characters, but secondary characters' names, let alone what they looked like. I have mm. no clue, mm -hmm. right? So in order for me to revisit those books, I have to go back and create a series Bible. And I really don't have a desire to do that. That doesn't speak to my creative inner nerd. It doesn't really help me out a lot, you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's valuable because as your career goes along, you're going to have stuff in the past that you're going to want to look back at eventually. Because um, I would like to recover that series and revamp that initial series that really launched my career. Um, but to do that requires another set of work to go back and look at that again. Because I didn't have the tools then that I do now. Yep. So, absolutely, and that's that's the great thing about systems like this is keeping an open mind to their use will only aid authors. I know, you know, we, we won't get into the AI game, but you know, artificial intelligence and all of these other systems that are being developed for writers, it's something that writers really need to pay attention to because to ignore them will potentially ultimately hurt you rather than aid you. So taking the time to review them and see, hey, how could this really, is this worth the spend? Particularly since a lot of them aren't even subscription. I mean, you can subscribe to Plotter, but there's lifetime options for purchase. So, you know, it could be an investment that is worth it for you long time, long term. So take a look at it, play around with it and really see if it's something that will help you. So in terms of Plotter for me, I don't know yet. I, I need to play around with it a little bit more. Um, and it's mainly the the time and 
writing factors for me. For me, the the reason I don't plot isn't because I don't like to necessarily as much as it takes the fun out of writing for me. A lot of people, I know there's some other pantsers that feel the same way, but for me, I don't want to know where the story's going yet. That's the fun of writing. And so if I plan it out, I've written it. I I don't want to write the book anymore. I already know what's going to happen. So (laughs) that's why I don't. Um, And you know, I, having the the series Bible post writing, though, or possibly like a, a reverse outline is something that I have only recently been doing. And I found a lot of value in that. And Plotter would be the place to plug yeah. it in. So there, yeah. there's advantages for, to even me. Yeah, for people that are that are straight discovery writers and don't want to know where the story is going. Absolutely. Then write your first draft, finish it out, write your first draft. Um, because the other thing I tell people, Plotter is a writing tool right? Mm-hmm. What it's for is to get you writing. Like it's not I, the plotter file, the beautiful plotter file you create in that beautiful series Bible is not the point. Mm-hmm. I, show me your beautiful plotter file, right? It'll make my heart slightly happy. You want to make <laughs> it even happier. Show me the plotter file you created and the first draft you finished because you used it mm-hmm. or the draft that you finished, the plotter file you use to revise that draft and the finished product you have that's a better story, that's beautiful, that helps you keep track of that series Bible, enhances your writing career. And then I'm really happy. I, I it, Beautiful plotter files make me smile, but that's not the point. Those are not the point. The point is finish your book. The point is to write. The reason I use plotter is it makes me faster and more efficient in my writing process. Mm-hmm. Not because I love plot structure and planning so much. I do, but I love them as part of a larger process. Sure. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's just applying it to your mind and your writing process and looking at it with an open mind. So I I agree. I think there's a lot of applications for Plotter and it's worth there's there's trial period. So feel feel free to try it out. Um, I would love to talk about some of the boring technical aspects <laughs> just to, 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 you know, because they're necessary, right? We have to understand a little bit of how it works. So from what I understand, there is a desktop application and is not OS specific. So you can use it on any operating yep. system, whether you're a, a Windows or a, a Mac guy, whoever you are, or girl, yeah. I should say. Um, but what about cloud? Like, are there automatic syncs? Are there any assurances that data won't be lost once you've created this beautiful plotter file? What does that look like from a user perspective? So from a user perspective, there's two different options right now. The first one is the desktop option. And what I recommend with that is that you save to some kind of a cloud service, whatever mm. your one of choice is. Now, with our mobile apps, they're developing a, a Dropbox integration that's similar to what Scrivener looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, how that actually works? Good question. Don't know. <laughs> um, it just, it, it, it's a Dropbox integration and it works pretty well. And I've used the Scrivener one. I used it this year cause I was traveling in November when I was doing nano. And, um, if it's anything like that one, it actually works really well, right? You just have to be paying attention, be cognizant like you're with any backup system. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, with the desktop app, what I usually did before now we have a a web option. But before that, I saved everything to OneDrive, right? And it synced across OneDrive. You just have to make sure that you don't have the same file open on two different devices. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you encounter what we call versioning issues. Again, technical term, don't want to explain it. But I, what I know is it screws up your file, okay? That's the part that I know um, because I'm not a code guy. 
right? Um, but now we have the web version, which is called Plotter Pro. That version is a little more expensive, but the advantages you have is, first of all, you have no device limits. With the other one, you have a certain number of devices per license, right? Um, you can do a one license, a one device license, a three device license, right? You can do annual or lifetime, whatever you want. And annual, to explain the subscription, it can be a subscription, but what it means is, at the end of that year, you don't lose Plotter and all your files go disappear into the wild, right? What happens is you still keep Plotter. You just don't get updates. Well, because we're constantly updating things, I don't advise people to not get updates. You know, it's like having sure. some other software not getting updates. Like my friend that's on Windows 7 Professional still. Um impressive. Which is, <laughs> is impressive. It's impressive. It's kind of frightening, but it's impressive. Um, right. But anyway, okay. So <laughs> all that aside. So you don't have to worry about that type of thing with with, with Plotters Pro because basically it's a you can use the desktop app still and it still syncs with your web app, but your web app everything syncs across devices. But what's even more beautiful about that is you can have two people working on the same file at the same time. Thanks. Okay. So I'm launching a new series next year. I'm working with a co-author. So instead of sending versions of our plotter file back and forth, we both work on the same file at the same time. So we're sharing the same plotter file. If you work with an editor like me, who basically says, if you don't have a plotter file, by the time you're done working with me, you will have one. Because once I tear your book apart and put it on a plot line, I can see, say, hey, there's a plot hole. And you can't deny it because you can see it. It's right there. It's very visual, right? So I, I use that as a tool with my clients, right? But if you're working with an editor and you have Plotter Pro, you can go back and forth and work on the same file at the same time without having to worry about sending versions back and forth. So that is super valuable. Um, so there, there, there are both options. You can go web option. You can go desktop option. Um, you can go desktop option and later up later, later upgrade to web option or whatever you want to do, depending on whether you, um, feel like, you know, depending on how you use the program, I like the web option. Um, number one, because of collaboration and number two, because of when I travel, when I'm traveling to writers conferences and stuff like that, I basically can open my plotter files on my iPad in the browser and work in my computer and then I have my second screen and because my home setup is just insane. I look like a Russian hacker um, <laughs> and on, in a movie. Um, so, you know, it's uh, so, so obviously I can't take that with me, but I, you know, I can take my iPad and I can arrange myself so I can work in a similar way when I'm on Sorry. the road. Um, so it's really just up to how you want to use Plotter, but that's the technical aspects of saving things. That I tell people, save things to the cloud. I am a backup. I am I am a double triple backup guy. I lost part of the novel once. We don't talk about it unless you buy me drinks, and we're in, and they're got to be expensive ones. And then I'll tell that story. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I yeah, can relate. Those, those I have are... lost in a novel too. Part of, I lost thirty thousand words of a novel, so <laughs> we will get into it. It is so it is so so painful. But anyway, so I'm I'm a backup. I'm a I'm a backup freak, and this is you know that's part of the reason why. So um, you know I like those technical aspects of things too. So backup, super important. Um, they happen automatically. The cloud backup thing, again, it saves like every certain number of seconds and it's a small number that programmers tell me, I don't know what it is. It happens really fast. Awesome. So, so there you go. There's the boring technical stuff. You're as safe as probably possible. Obviously, no system is perfect, but you know, there's a lot of measures in place. So those of you listening, obviously back up. There's there's nothing wrong with clicking save multiple times and saving it in multiple places. But there are Ugh. sync options, right? If yeah. that's something that you're worried about with something like Plotter. So um, 
it just gives you peace of mind if you're using a system like this. So, so for you, I mean, you're here obviously talking about plotter. You, you use plotter, you are an advocate of plotter, but as a writer, um, why would you recommend plotter? You've talked a little bit about how you use it um, in your writing process, but um, why would you personally as an author recommend it? Well, I have my top two reasons that I always tell people. And this is my first one is efficiency. So for me, mm-hmm. like I write for a living, right? And um, like we were talking about before we started, like that doesn't mean that I have hours a day to write. What mm-hmm. it means is my writing time is still very structured. You have to do lots of things outside of that writing time. So that time is very valuable to me and I want to spend it the best way I possibly can. So I have worked to develop efficiency so I can write as many words as possible in a day, get as many things as possible done in a day and still maintain somewhat of a life, small, insignificant outside (laughs) of writing, but I, Mm. it's something that I need. Right. Um, So, and, but for those of you like that are like you that are like working a day job, I mean, when I was working a day job, my writing time was so sacred. I would set a bulldog outside the door and not let anybody (laughs) in to interrupt that time, right? You have to train your wife and your kids and your dogs and everybody. This is my writing time. Get out, get Mm -hmm. away, right? And so you want that time to be as efficient as possible. The other thing is what I find is that I find using plotter makes writing more fun. Like it's part of the fun part for me of going, I'm like, I love revision and people like I hate revision. I'm like, that's because you're not allowing your creativity to play when you're doing revision. You're restricting it too much. Oh, I've got to make it like this. No, you don't. Just play with it and have fun with it. Have fun with the entire process. And I want the entire process to be fun because this job, the wider job of being a full-time writer, is one of the most difficult and amazing jobs that you will ever do. But it's Mm -hmm. one of the most challenging jobs that there is um, if you don't care if you can depend on your income, if you can, I mean, there's if you don't care about benefits, there's a million different things, right, that go into it. So it's an incredibly difficult job. So it's way too difficult not for it not to be fun because there are easier ways to make money. Um, <laughs> lots of them, lots mm-hmm. of them. You can buy an RV, learn some chemistry, buy some car washes to launder money, do something your family can really get behind. You know what I mean? I mean, it's you know, it's just. This is an incredibly difficult job. So I tell people, it, you know, it, efficiency is one, fun is the other. Um, I worked really hard to make what I do now what it is and make it fun and make this a thing that I can do for a living and still live with myself. Um, and so, you know, to do that, I there's just things I put in place. And that's why I would recommend that for you. Make it, you can, there's many ways you can make it an integral part of your writing process. And if you check out our YouTube channel, we have lots of those ways. We have a program that's called Thursdays with Troy. It was on Thursdays. This guy named Troy hosted it. You probably <laughs> know who he is by now. And I interviewed seems all nice. kinds of authors. Yeah, it seems like an all right guy. And I interview all kinds of authors about how they use Plotter. And they always, every one of them is different. Mm-hmm. Every one of them is they have taken it and they've applied it to their own process in a completely different way. Some of them I would have never thought of. Like I, my brain does not work that way. I wouldn't have thought of that, but it obviously works for them and it's amazing. So, um, you know, just there's probably a way that you can use this tool in your writing process. It's a matter of you figuring out what that way is for you. Absolutely. Well, that's great. We'll have to put some links to the YouTube channel and, and of course, the plot and whatnot in in the show notes. Um, but yeah, we're running short on time. Is there anything else 
about Plotter or anything else that people might need to know before we close out? Um, I would just say this is, you know, give it a shot. Um, there's a free trial. And if you there's a 30 money, 30 day money back guarantee. If you try it and you don't like it, just tell us you didn't like it. Tell us why, because that's kind of useful information. Um, and but then just tell us and we'll give you your money back. Um, we have a the one of the biggest things is we have a robust roadmap and a feature suggestion area on our website. And probably over 90% of the features that Plotter has now came from people like you mm. who said, mm-hmm. I would like Plotter to be able to do. And it all started with Cameron and I going back and forth about different features that we, we would like. And then we just invited more and more people into that process of, hey, this is something I would really like Plotter to do. I think it would be awesome if it did it. And we say, eh, we might be able to do that. So, um, you know, this is this is for you. It's a writing software that's for you. We want to develop a product that works better for as many writers as we possibly can. Um, so check it out. If you um, become confused or anything like that, we have a really robust Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, I tell people, if you want an answer to a question, look me up. Um, Google me. If you Google Troy Lambert, nothing comes up. Your internet is down and you need to contact <laughs> your service provider. Um, I'm all over the Google as my... As my as my son said when he was middle school, he came home and he's like, Dad, you're all over the Googles. And I'm like, yes, I'm all over the Googles. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm all over the Googles. You can find me and get in touch with me. Get in touch with Plotter. Plotter.com is our website. Um, and, you know, if you have a question, ask. And we are always willing to find an answer for you. Awesome. I'm already going to give you a kudos on something. I'm colorblind. Um and like you'd be shocked how many online systems like Google and the Google does it now. But when you hover over the different colors, it only gives you the hex code. It's like I'm colorblind. Oh, really? I, don't, I, I don't know what color that is. You actually list what the colors are. <laughs> so yeah, that's I actually, appreciate that. Except your default colors are hex codes. So some of yours are only hex codes. A, major, a majority of them are listed. So but I, I can do nothing with a hex code. I'm colorblind. I have to Google the yeah. hex code to know what color, color it is. So. Um, but there you go. Pat on the back for you on for that one. I oh, appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, we have one of our developers that actually mentioned that to us. And I think he's the one. I don't know. He's probably the one that did the things that fix that, whatever those are. Again, it was one code, of the first things they know. check because it's frustrating <laughs> when you go to use a color. And it's like, I don't know what color. I have no are. idea what that is. <laughs> so, yeah. But in any case, thanks so much for, for the time. I'll go give it a try. And yeah, I'll have to do this again sometime and perhaps talk about you as an author yeah. and learn a little bit more about your writing you betcha we could have another show and talk about me and we could talk about ai too if you want oh, to there's also because, um, so, so much I, fun yeah I'm, I'm writing an article about it right now and it, it's super super interesting um getting different people's perspective and a different writer's perspective on it it's, it's super fun yeah we'll definitely have to do that well thanks so much for today all right you betcha thank you All right, whether or not you are a plotter or a pantser or a combination of both, you may want to take a look at Plotter. Go to the plotter.com, that's P-L-O-T-T-R.com. Take a look at the system, play around with it, download the trial. You may find that it is something that is worth your while. That was unintentionally poetic, but we're going to go with it. Um, definitely, I, I do anticipate playing around with this more. I could document my characters, my locations, my my plots a lot better because I often find myself not remembering details. Thus is the life of a pantser when you come up with it on the spot. But yeah, it may be it may be interesting for you to check it out. 
I believe that is everything. Of course, if you are interested in joining me on my podcast, fill out the form at dankenner.com slash podcast. That's my website. Or, of course, you can contact me at any social media. That's uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, author Dan Kenner, or author Dan Kenner will be the handle on all of those. So you can find me semi-active in most of those places. So I look forward to talking to you next week.